Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's get it. All right, Joe, this is a story, admittedly, I have not been following, but Alabama in basketball does have the number two team in the country. Their best player, his name is Brandon Miller. Mm-hmm. He's a freshman. And according to police testimony on Tuesday, so today, Miller brought the gun that was used on the Tuscaloosa strip killing of a woman that led to a capital murder charge from his now former teammate, Darius Miles. This is from law enforcement testimony today. This is on Alabama.com. And Nate Oates, Alabama's coach, was asked, you know, are there any legal ramifications for Miller? Yeah. And there haven't been thus far, even though apparently, according to the law testimony, it was his gun that was used in the murder. Here's what Oates said today when asked about his star player. We knew about that. Can't control everything everybody does outside of practice. Nobody knew that was going to happen. College kids are out. Brandon hasn't been in any type of trouble, nor is he in any type of trouble in this case. Wrong spot at the wrong time. Again, again, to be clear here, according to law enforcement testimony, Miller's gun was used in a murder performed by his former teammate. And that was the response from his coach. Yeah, that's... It's Tuesday, right? Yes. I'm just, I know you know what today's I day do, is because now. I that's why I asked. Double-checking. Um, I give it to close of business tomorrow before Nate Oates has to do some sort of... Going to give him that long? You think tonight? Tomorrow morning? <laughs> Because you're gonna you're this gonna have just, this you, is kind of troubling on a lot of different. Yeah, levels. Yeah, it's troubling on a lot of different levels because it's a very callous way of looking Correct. at what happened. Essentially, if I can boil it down for you, and I, I hate that I'm even saying this, but it has to be said because this is what Nate Oates is essentially telling you: the gun was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Is that what you're saying? You know, it's just unfortunate for that gun that it was used in that situation. Like, what are you saying, man? And like, you don't ask questions like, well, why was he asking you for the gun? Did you did you ask him that? What do you, what does he need the gun for? Right? So this is, we're far removed from what happened at Baylor with Dave Bliss, which was essentially a coach covering up for a murder. He was thinking of a way, yes, so that it would not get back to To the the NCAA and the basketball coach and everything else. And it's, I kind of like, it's like this almost the same thing here. And Nate Oates, dude, not. Yeah, I got nothing, man. Like, I, my brain is broken that a coach would say that about this situation as though... Should point out that hey, the attorneys for the accused, the, the, the guys charged in the mm-hmm. murder, their attorneys both say that their clients shot in self-defense. So, Okay. Obviously, a lot of... Like I said, I have not been yeah, following the story. I only saw well, whether, whether, Oates, Oates's reaction to it today. Whether you followed the story or not, the coach basically being as callous as he is in the situation yes. is flabbergasting Whew. Uh, next up 
one of the four, all of the four, or half of the four. Something not as flabbergasting. To the Carolina Panthers, where Frank Reich had media availability today. And so did Jim Caldwell. Caldwell, former coach of the Lions, former former coach of the Colts, hey, Wake Forest legend, right? He was brought on. And Jim Caldwell talked about how, look, just because I've taken this job doesn't mean that I'm not going to seek out a head coaching job in the future. But he looked at that opportunity with the Panthers under Frank Reich and explained why he took this job. It makes sense in a number of different reasons. It, and when you say outside of the relationship with Frank, I think that's one of the, the main reasons. Um, um, you know, a guy who I've worked with, who I know, he knows me, he knows my strengths are, he knows my weaknesses as well, and there are many. Um, um, so that, that's a, a huge reason. But then also the organization, as you well know, I had an opportunity to visit with um, um, you know, Mr. Tepper and, and Scott and uh, the rest of the, the, the crew that were doing the interview Wait, process. He did and, it too? And felt a, a really good synergy there as well. Um, so that was also part of it, but the location is great because of the fact that, you know, we've been, uh, most people probably don't know it, but even when we were in National Football League, we kept our home here in North Carolina. Um, so my kids all became fans. My kids are all around these areas and my grandkids are around the area. So it makes a lot of sense in that regard. And plus, I'm excited about the team and, and certainly moving forward. Yeah, I know you love the Mr. Tepper. Uh, maybe it's a requirement to uh, work for the Carolina Panthers. Frank Reich uh, spoke to the media, and after he was introduced as the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers, there were some questions as to whether or not he was going to call plays. Mm. I mean, we kind of knew he was going to do it, and he was less shy about that job in today's press conference. You know, I always I went into the process of, you know, thinking about calling plays, not calling plays. You know, there is going to be some point that I'm going to pass it off, um, you know, I know that's going to be hard, and I've been laughing. I've laughed with Thomas about that already. I said, I'm going to pass it off at some point. I don't know when, but, um, you know, and I think there will be a time and a place, and I think it will become apparent when that is. But, um, you know, I, I think the right thing for me to do for our team and for our offense right now is for me to continue to kind of use my experience there but draw on. Uh, I'll lean heavy on Thomas. I'll lean heavy on. I can already tell. It's been a couple days. Uh, and I'm already, I've already leaned on him hard on a couple things. You know, I had a long meeting with him this morning, and I felt wisdom, conviction, strength. So that relationship is going to be really good. So that's Frank Reich on play calling duties for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I think we know who's who's going to be doing that. Next up. One, two, three. So we've spent a lot of time this college basketball season talking about how we don't think there's people outside who don't think the ACC is any good. That's fine. fine. Whatever. One of the things you've talked about, too, is I keep saying there's is there a monster out there? Mm-hmm. And I keep pointing to Houston and you keep saying, eh, I'm not eh. sure there's a monster out eh. there. But last night we might have had a monster reintroduce themselves. Last year's monster, Kansas your 2022 national champions. Oh, I totally forgot about have them. Have now won seven of eight. They have 14 Q1 wins. 14. They can't let UNC borrow any of them? No one else has double digits. They have 14. Can't they use the Roy Williams converter bucks? <laughs> they probably you know? should. And as you know, as you follow Ken Palm, you know that the, national, the profile of the national champion is... Normally, they are in the top 25 in adjusted offensive uh, efficiency mm-hmm. and adjusted defensive efficiency. And look at here. Oh, we have Houston. Check. Alabama for now. Check. 
Uh, Purdue, check. Mm-hmm. And looky, looky here. Kansas. Hmm. Sitting there waiting. Maybe. Back Maybe. to back. Well, I do think. I, I think they have no size, by the way. I think what's but going man, on. Man, they play like there's raw meat on the table. Sure. They are a tough, tough team. I think what. what the thing that I want to push between now and the ACC tournament and when we get to the NCAA tournament is if we all understand that college basketball has been, it's very fabric is different, right? Yes. In that you're dealing with transfers. You can look at NC State, right? We talked about NC State yesterday. They can go from 21 losses last year to having 21 wins before February is even out, okay? And why? Well, Kevin Keats won in the transfer portal, Okay. Much like Steve Forbes won in the transfer portal, portal last year. So that takes time to develop or it just has instant chemistry. But we have to understand that the fabric of college basketball is completely different and the trajectory for teams is going to be different. Heck, we could even say North Carolina last year where Brady Manick and the position that he was put in and all the other layers around UNC season last year came together at the right time and we know how that played out, losing to Kansas in the national championship game. And how losing Brady Manic, like I made the joke with our guy Taylor Vipolis today. He asked, Well, man, you know, it's, it's a kind of a wide open ACC. Who's the ACC player of the year? I say you retroactively give it to Brady Manic, given what we've seen, what's going on with Carolina. It's like the 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 uh the, the Peyton Peyton Manning. Manning and the Colts couldn't win a they game. They couldn't win a game. No, like, well, well we know who the MVP we is now. now, right? Yeah. Anyway, point being the trajectory has to be viewed differently now if college basketball is different, which gets us to Duke. Well, before we get to Duke, though, you mentioned it takes a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Kansas had one of those spells just like Carolina yep. did last year. They lost three straight games. You know, they lose to Baylor on the road on January 23rd. They're 5-3 and three in the league. Mm-hmm. Well, look here now. They're 11-4 and four in the league, and they're going to win the Big 12 for like the 80th year out of the last 82. So now we get to Duke. Duke has not had until recently their complete roster. And they've had success at home, not so much on the road. I'm going to tap into the Gilio when you hammer somebody, how does that make you feel? So Saturday, they hammer Syracuse yeah. on the road. Quick turnaround. A pretty good Syracuse team That's now. A decent especially Syracuse up there. Team. So they hammer a decent Syracuse team. All the jokes about Jim Beheim aside. a top 100 team. I mean, and they, that's, that's a good win on the road. They come back a little sleepy to start against Louisville. L. Ellis, obviously, is trying to show out Durham kid. Durham. Right? Durham. They overcome that, and they put the hammer down. And the one thing that I've noticed about Duke all season long, whether you're worried about injuries to certain key players, like Dariq Whitehead or Derek Lively, it has not stopped John Shire from cycling through his roster, man. Like, he, he is putting out different lineups consistently, and every single game there's a new guy who has a moment that helps him win, and post-game John Shire has to highlight whatever. And he talked about this last night, about the growth of Duke, and why I've actually been bullish on the Blue Devils, given the way they've been playing under John Shire, even if the losses do stick out at times. You know, I, to me it just speaks to our growth. You know, that's, that's where we've harped on to our guys all year round, you know, just let's continue to grow, let's continue to be at our best when our best is required and, and when our best is needed down the stretch. And, uh, you know, you know when they start saying it to each other, the message is getting through, they're taking great ownership because they really want to get this one tonight just to keep this thing going. You know, we've had a good stretch, this, you know, really the last couple of weeks we've had, not to say we haven't had a game where we haven't played as well, 
Uh, but we're trending in the right direction, and we'll continue to learn and grow. So that's John Shire, Duke's basketball coach, last night with a win over Louisville. Again, beating Louisville in and of itself at home is not all that impressive. However, how Duke has looked, I'm not putting them in for the Final Four. I'm simply saying I can envision a scenario where they are the last ACC t- ACC team standing in the NCAA tournament because the way they cycle through guys, everybody understanding their roles, it's been impressive to watch. And it's funny. It's like NC State's been impressive to watch for different reasons than Duke. Yeah. I, honestly, when we talk about the last ACC team standing, I think a lot of it's going to be bracket luck. It could be. For real. It could be. Those Big 12. I, I know I get a little deep in the Big 12 gambling weeds sometimes, yeah, but I've been watching a lot of Big 12 basketball recently. <laughs> And it is, it's like the old Big East. Like it's cr- like Jamie Dixon last night with TCU yeah. taking on Kansas. That's yeah. who the Kansas beat last night. They look like one of those old 08, 09 pit teams. Like they're just crazy athletic. Uh, and they, all of these teams play really, really hard. Texas Tech, another one. West Virginia last night, another one. Like they just, all these games have been really competitive in the Big 12. Next up. And I don't even care. Who number two is? So college football commissioners are considering some changes to shorten the games, and it doesn't involve a ghost man on the 20-yard line. So according to a, a couple of different reports, including Sports Illustrated, there is a proposal that would prohibit consecutive timeouts. Please. Icing the kicker. Oh, yeah, I mean, that should have been done a long time ago. No longer extending a first or third quarter for an untimed down if the quarter ends on a defensive penalty. That's not going to help. That's not going to really help anything. And then there's some other proposals that are gaining some support, like the clock will continue to run after an offense gains a first down, except inside of two minutes and a half. And then, as Sports Illustrated pointed out, in a more controversial fourth proposal, the clock will continue to run after an incomplete pass once the ball is spotted for play. Don't need that, but if they went to the NFL clock, Mm -hmm. it actually would be a nice hybrid of an NFL clock because I believe in the NFL they should stop the clock in the final two minutes on a first down. Why are we waiting for the 75-year-old guys on the chain crew to to move down the field? Like That's wasting time. That's not part of the game. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because if you truly wanted to save time... Oh, yeah, there's some technology. There there is technology (laughs) that they have and they implement but they don't use because I guess they still want the show of football. Those little antiquated things of guys, you know, moving the chains and everything else. Yeah, I'm with you. At this point, if you're college football, you should just go ahead and move. to. It's like college basketball, too, with halves. Like, why right. do we have halves? Go right. to quarters. The women's game has gone to quarters. You have these built-in media timeouts. You might as well just make it quarters. It helps with the fouls in the free it throw does. situation, too. So I don't understand why they don't do that. And I'm, 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 I'm there with football because it's not a commercial load issue because people no. have to point out, oh, well, it's all, maybe if you show less commercials, y'all, the NFL shows commercials. Yeah. And yet they still manage to get yeah, games done in about three hours. It is because you're stopping for every Everything. first down throughout the game. And you don't need to do that. No. You can, you can't, I think you should do it in the final two minutes. And I think the NFL should do it in the final two minutes. Next up. Franchise tag. David Carr. Former Panther with some insight on Derek Carr, who some people want to be a Panther? Yeah, we got that next.
Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete Deruda, America's wealth coach and best-selling author. Coach, one of the big questions I always hear is, do I have enough money to retire? Well, maybe, maybe not. The most important thing is you have lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll design that plan for the next 10 people to call. No cost or obligation. Put yourself in control of retirement. Call 800-691-3215. You can also text Tim to 600-700. That's T-I-M to 600-700. You'll hear from Coach Pete and the Capital Financial advisory group check us out on youtube look up 99.9 the fan raleigh on youtube smash that subscribe button leave comments hit the likes on the videos we appreciate any and all efforts to manipulate the algorithm in our favor so we can get more views and as a way to thank you and as a way to push to get to 3,000 subscribers we're about 250 subscribers away from getting to 3,000 I put together and consumed a forbidden glizzy, a Costco food hack, where you take a Kirkland dog and shove it inside a chicken bake. It's sexy. Oh, yeah. So, as a gift to you to getting to 3,000, we'll put that video out there once it happens. We'll think about what happens when we get to 3,500 or 4,000. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. It's just one, one, one goal at a time. Well, it's funny. Uh, I'm already one looking at a time. I'm already looking at the calendar ahead. I feel like I'm the NFL. I'm always looking at the next thing. Oh, it's, oh, it's uh, the NFL calendar is amazing. Uh, the NFL calendar has absolutely. Speaking of manipulating the algorithm, the NFL knows what they're doing because they space things out in a way to keep themselves relevant all the time. And Super Bowl's over. You think people would be moving on with their lives? I don't know. Maybe seeing what's going on in the NBA. Hey, college basketball, right? Hockey. Just had the stadium series. Oh no, no, no! We have franchise tag day, Joe. Yeah, March seventh. So two weeks from today. So we get to obsess over that, and I understand why because some of the decisions made by teams in the next couple of weeks, as it relates to the franchise tag, will have impacts on the quarterback carousel this off season. The biggest, the largest curiosity is around the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. He didn't get the contract that he wanted. Played out the played out this remainder of his contract. He wants to secure the bag, as the kids would say. And there is some speculation that the Baltimore Ravens will hit him with the exclusive franchise tag. He'll get a lot of money. He'll play the Kirk Cousins game here. He'll get paid for the season. Exclusive would be $45 million right now. But that's not what Lamar Jackson wants. He wants his fully guaranteed contract. Similar. He wants a five-year deal, 240 guaranteed, just like Deshaun Watson. Just like Deshaun Watson. And I don't blame him. Yeah. I do not blame him whatsoever. So right now, the Ravens and Lamar Jackson are playing this game of chicken. And I've been saying, hey, man, if you put the franchise tag on him, he ain't going to play. He's very strong in his convictions about this. Believe him at this point. And Jeff Darlington was on ESPN echoing these points. You're crazy if you think that Lamar Jackson is going to play on either tag, let alone the less expensive one. He ain't playing for $30 million. In fact, he ain't even going to play for $45 million this year. So that tag really is meaningless as it pertains to this season. All it does is ultimately buys you some time to either negotiate a long-term deal, the one that they want to get done with all that guaranteed money, or find a way to trade him for more than two first-round picks. I ultimately think that you got to understand Lamar Jackson's desires here and what he plans to do, and there is no way Lamar Jackson is playing on either of those tags. So that's Jeff Darlington on ESPN, and I completely agree with him. Now, not all franchise tag situations with quarterbacks are created equal. 
got Daniel Jones and the New York Giants. If he gets slapped with a franchise tag, I don't think he's sitting out. But according to Jordan Renan, ESPN, he's their, the Giants uh, insider, it looks like it's not even going to come to that, that the Giants look like they're going to knock out a deal with Daniel Jones. The non-exclusive franchise tag is the tag that guys get. No, Once once you put that tag on him, and I know people are like, oh, go get him, let him negotiate. No, once you put a tag on a guy, nobody's giving up two first-round picks and then paying 40-plus million on top so, of that. So you put the non-exclusive franchise tag on him, he'll basically be back. And the Giants are bringing him back. It's just a matter of whether they strike a deal before the tag window or have to use the tag. So Daniel Jones fired his agent. Mm-hmm. So he has a new agent, which is why he's asking for that $45 million. Because to your point, the quarterback market never goes down and you should never accept less, especially when you're about to be locked in to a five-year deal. Mm-hmm. This non-exclusive version, if we use it for Lamar Jackson, would allow him to negotiate with teams that currently have their first-round pick in the 23 and 24 drafts. So that would put the Panthers in company with the Falcons, Jets, Titans, Seahawks, and Washington, who we all kind of assume needs a quarterback, right? Then if you would work out a deal with Jackson, you actually don't even have to give up two first-round picks. Yeah. You just have to have two first-round picks. Because the what the non-exclusive tag does, it allows Jackson to negotiate and then would allow the Ravens to make a deal with the team that is willing to pay Jackson. Yes. So quite frankly... And if people are confused by this, Lamar Jackson, yes, was an MVP in this league. And he's tw- and yes, he's had some injury issues the last two years. Mm-hmm. He's 26 years old. <laughs> yeah. 26. Okay, let's compare that to both Jimmy Garoppolo and Derek Carr, who are going to be 32 before the start of the season. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson just turned 26 on January 7th. So this is a guy in the prime of his career. And if you're the Panthers in particular, the success that your franchise had with a mobile running quarterback... While, yes, Cam Newton's career did not last the same, you didn't have the same window as Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Well, but guess you saw what? where it got you. But it all, A, it got you to the Super Bowl and regularly to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But B, guess who else's window doesn't last as long as Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Pretty much everybody yeah. not named Tom yeah. Brady and Aaron Rodgers. So that can't be your standard, right? I wouldn't mind Carr. I wouldn't mind Garoppolo. But I also think that they're short-term solutions in in the sense of the next three to four years. I think with Jackson, if you gave him a five- or six-year deal, you are set at that position. There is no more. And then you could use that. I mean, well, you'd lose your ninth pick. But you could use some of your early picks to shore up the places that you need help with. Mm-hmm. Guess what also people would be interested in? Playing with Mark Jackson, yeah, 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 that 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 would be good. That would you be know, a good. Thing. DJ Moore no, goes but... from a guy begging for the ball to a guy who's going to be running wide open like the Dixie Chicks in wide open spaces. Uh, I <laughs> now, up to your point about Derek Carr, I don't hate the idea of Derek Carr with the Carolina Panthers because I do think that things will get worked out with Lamar Jackson and, and Baltimore. Because I don't. What option they, do they have? I think they already would have worked it out. I think they would. I think they're be- I think they're actually probably hoping that the Bears are one of the teams that say, "Let's do this." Whew. Because right. remember when you look at the top of the draft. Yeah. The problem with the with the Panthers at 9 is there's so many other quarterback needy teams in front of them. Mm-hmm. Now, I would say to you, you play a little roulette and somebody talks themselves into loving Bryce Young, who I do not think will be in the NFL in 5 years. Yeah. Okay? But uh, C.J. Stroud if I'm Baltimore and I went and got C.J. Stroud, I'd be pretty happy. 
More great news for carry commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away. Way. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org slash nc. Jeff Volkman is the head coach of UNC Club Hockey, and they played an epic scene last night at Carter-Finley Stadium as part of Frozen Finley, NC State, and North Carolina. Jeff, appreciate the time, and look, I know the result's not what you wanted, but you got to just love the overall experience that both you and NC State got last night at Carter-Finley. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was all about the experience and just setting the stage, you know, obviously been working hard towards, uh, you know, elevating our programs, you know, and, and you know, we're, we're it's it's no secret we're, we're pushing NCAA, try to get on those folks radar. So uh, it was just it was just fun to see the guys, you know, we rolled everybody in the roster and, you know, it was just one of those once in a lifetime for these kids. So, uh, you know, regardless of the outcome, it was, it was just a phenomenal experience. So you let's let's get right to it then. You mentioned the NCAA, and I tweeted this last night. And we've talked to Tim on the other side at NC State about this, and I and I mean this in, in no sarcasm whatsoever. North Carolina has a very robust athletic department in comparison to a lot of schools in the ACC. And if there was a school in the ACC that's currently playing club that could make the jump to the NCAA, I look at y'all. And what are what are what are the conversations taking place now? What are the difficulties? of elevating UNC club hockey to that next level? I mean, it's a lot, you know, you have to, you know, there's title nine, um, you know, there's, you know, another, another varsity program on Bubba's plate. Uh, you know, the conversations are being had a little bit above my pay grade here. Um, you know, we've been actively looking for land uh, on government owned land and, and private land for, for an ice arena, ice sheet, obviously that's one of the most important aspects of, of jumping, but you know, they, I have a good friend who coaches at Arizona state, Greg powers. He's got the playbook, um, you know, for how to do it and jump up there. So, you know, these athletic directors just want to make sure that, you know, you're, you're at no expense to them and we're revenue generated. I think last night proved right. Um, you know, you know, at, at and with with our game last night that you know fans are excited this is a hockey area so um you know we're primed when you say the playbook at arizona state they have a they have their own facility right they have like one guy they have their own t boone pickens they have their own dude right. who bankrolls everything they're, they're john ruiz in, in miami terms is that what it would take at, at one of you know at, at nc state or, or north carolina or is there more to it when you mention title nine and obviously scholarships but i would imagine you know having somewhere to play would also include having being able to have fans at that facility and also being able to make money by selling mm -hmm. tickets because i imagine there's not going to be television rights you know floating around so I, i'm not trying to be 
a jerk face mm-hmm. when I say it does. This doesn't seem like you're going to sell a few boxes of tagalongs and and make this work. It, it feels like a serious multi million dollar undertaking. Am I am I being a jerk face or am I being on on track to reality here that this is a serious financial undertaking that it would require? No, you're spot on. I mean, that's how ASU did it. Um, you know, they they had a great social media back in the day. They put a quarter of a million dollar extension on uh, a small ice rink um, that hold, holds about 200 people. And within 24 hours, someone pledged a, a boatload of money. And it was a parent that wanted to see their kid play Division One hockey. And, yeah. you know, so it does come down to money, um, obviously. Uh, the relationship with the athletic director is huge. He had a good relationship there. Um, so there, it's, there's multi-levels to this, but it really comes down to money, no question. Jeff Volkman joining us, UNC club hockey coach here on the OG alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Obvious. Tom Dunnan's got a lot of money, right? Does, I don't think he's got any – well, his kids are pretty he's, young. He's got, yeah, they might be in the golf kids, right? in tennis. I mean, maybe you get one of Dunnan's kids into hockey. That put pickleball, might be the answer. Put, put, put a pickleball ice rink combination, and maybe Tom Dunnan gets behind that. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want that to come off as diminishing what you guys have already done. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's fairly incredible that a club ho- – you're. I played club rugby, okay, at NC State. Like, I, we weren't getting 100 people, let yeah. alone 24,000 people. And also, your games that you guys play regularly, I think you do get a, a substantial number of people who come out and watch you guys play. So, I, you've already come a long way. I don't know how long you've been with the team, but you've already come a long way. Uh, it just feels like – it's almost like uh, it's it's exponential. It's not – doubling it's it's not it's not arithmetic it's exponential that that's where i'm kind of coming from for i'm probably preaching to the choir there no yeah no you you nailed it i mean at this you know when i came in you know um you know a lot of these clubs are student run as you know you were part of that and and i i just didn't want any part of that um you know if if they wanted to kind of take it up to the next level and run it like a varsity program and uh you know getting resources it's all about resources right Mm -hmm. and this is my ninth year and it's taken this long to even get to this point. Right. But it takes two, you know, I think, you know, you got, you know, power five school, you know, you got NC state, they're doing the same thing. So we're elevating each other. We're, we're, we're married in this and what they're doing is phenomenal. We're, we're doing the same thing. And, um, you know, I think, I think without them and without us, you don't have that support and that growth and that hype. Um, but, you know, hopefully, you know, it'd be nice to see Duke kind of get their program going. Um, obviously, you know, they, uh, they got the finances to do that. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They do. No, no. Oh, see, Do- now you say doctors Duke? and lawyers, Jeff. Doctors you say, and lawyers. That's you what say I say about SEC State all the time. They don't have them. You're saying Duke, you get Wake Forest on board. I don't know. Maybe we, we kick it old school. We go to Greensboro for a big four tournament. It just happens to be uh, with hockey instead yeah. of, I mean, they've played hockey at Greensboro. They got the, they got the ability to do it. Don't even need the curtain if you guys right at last night. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, you know, there, there's, there's just talk. You know, I what was it, you know, six or seven years ago now, and you know, I reached out to Shane Willis, who had a huge hand in this, and um, you know, it, uh, Dave Olson, um, you know, was at PNC right now, and he really supported kind of this this mm-hmm. next level growth, and that, and that really, you know, started getting kids excited to our program and and so forth. Um, but you know, ACHA is really taking huge leaps forward. Um, you know, uh, kids are looking, if they're not division one NCAA, they're looking for, you know, the best academic school, the best programs at this level, you know, some are still entering into division three. I think the NASCAC up in the Northeast is probably our biggest rival in terms of academics. 
Um, but it's there's a shift going on here, but um, we're we're really focused on you know what we're doing now, and yeah. and obviously I, I'd be lying to you if we weren't focused on NCAA Division One. No, look, I'm I'm glad you are. I'm glad these conversations are taking place. Uh, and I you know, look, I I see it. I'm I'm a part of it now um, with my own younger son who's who's into youth hockey. So it's just a matter of all right, if if we understand the air, as you said, things are shifting, uh, the area dynamics change. And just because something didn't exist before, it doesn't mean it can't exist now. So we'll close on this. Uh, look, I, I'm not I'm not telling Bubba Cunningham how to do his job. I'm not telling you that you got to bring this up to Bubba. I'm sure Julio can text him, but I know you can fit a hockey rink inside the Smith Center. Okay, I know you can. You can put those bleachers up, and you can fit a rink in there. I'm just saying that you know. might be something to explore. I'll tell you, we we brought an architect in there and actually did measurements already. So we're even looking <laughs> at the field house. We're uh, we we were in conversations with Keenan actually putting a game there um, as early as this year, and okay. it didn't work out. But they're definitely interested in that. Um, so you know, it's just one of those things. You, you play there, um, you put three three quarter, you know, fill out the the stadium three quarters or even full. I think you get the AD's attention then, right? So mm-hmm. it just comes down to that, and uh, he's he's waiting to see. He's a smart guy, but uh, we definitely need that big donor. Yeah, can there's, you? Uh, there's always one on the night. Well, it's gonna. You know, you know what? The real. I can mean, get Michael Jordan to take it personally. Yeah. <laughs> there I, you go. Another thing that Jeff already knows. The problem with North Carolina joining is who do you then play? Because if you're in the NCAA now, the travel, the cost of travel, yeah. becomes prohibitive. You know, I'm sure the Arizona State, I know they got South Dakota and some of the Dakotas out there, but it's that's probably a significant yeah. chunk of their budget is not finding the right teams to go and play. Yeah. And, you know, for this, who are the closest teams, Jeff? I don't know. I mean, it would probably be – does Maryland even have a team or would it be all Big Ten teams that you have to go compete against? I would assume we'd be independent right away, you know, mm-hmm. so we'd be reaching out to teams to, you know, get, get in some high-profile games so we'd want to travel. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I mean, honestly, I'd be the least of my worries right there. Okay. Um, but, you know, obviously it's it's something that has to be considered. And, uh, you know, we we just, at the end of the day, we have to be revenue generating. And we, we can't be, a, 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 you know, consume the, the budget for Bubba. And that's what it comes down to. So anyone's listening out there, uh, you know, we, uh, we're looking for some, uh, there's someone out there that can do it. Well, give them a spot to go. Give them a, give them a website. Give them a twitter handle how can they help you guys uh sorry sorry cut out there it's a yeah give them uh give the people out there who might be listening right now who says hey i care i'm a carolina fan we're good at everything damn it i want everything so give me somewhere to go that i can give money to carolina ice hockey yeah 100 just come to our website um we got a donate button you know you can contact you can reach out to me firsthand uh happy to sit down and have coffee with anyone so you know, it's a grind. We're willing to, to put in the work. And, uh, you know, I, I would I would love more than anything to see all these teams in this area go. You know, I obviously I'm at UNC, but, it, you know, it's just fun to play NC State. And, you know, if Duke could get a team, you know, that'd be that'd be just the cat's meow. Be Give great. the people the website, though, Jeff. www.unchockey.com. Perfect. It's done. It. See Thank that, you, Jeff. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks, guys. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? 
The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice.